Penn State men's basketball plays Michigan State tonight. You know what that means. It's time for another Locked On crossover. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. My name is Zach Seiko. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube or continuing to follow along wherever you get your podcast. Please help Locked On Nittany Lions get to 500 subscribers before Penn State plays Utah in the Rose Bowl. That would be a big help. In today's episode, we are going to preview Penn State men's basketball against Michigan State. That game tips off at 6.30 in the Bryce Jordan Center. Penn State is opening up Big Ten play. So, we get together again with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans in our Locked On crossover. That's going to be the first two segments. In the final segment, some more Penn State football news, some headlines out of the transfer portal, plus some Penn State players are being named to All-America teams, and that is definitely worth talking about. So without further ado, here's our Locked On crossover with the Nittany Lions and the Spartans. It is a Locked On crossover with Locked On Nittany Lions and Locked On Spartans. I am your host and, well, co-hosting this segment, Zach Seiko with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. And we did football. This one's a, a little closer this time, or at least it's projected to be anyway. Hope so. Yeah, that'd be uh, just fantastic if we can keep this within, like, single digits. You know, that'd be fun. Or even hey, mix it up and even win by single digits. I wouldn't say no to that. So Whew. don't let me get a little saucy over yeah. here. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to do this in two segments. I'm going to ask Matt about the Spartans, and he's going to ask me in the following segment about the Nittany Lions, and then we'll give our predictions here as this is going up here on Wednesday. So this is happening today. It's tipping off in the Bryce Jordan Center at 6.30. Uh, Penn State is a team that loves to shoot the three ball, and Michigan State is coming in uh, essentially limping. So I, I don't know enough about this Michigan State team, but that's why we're having this conversation, and you're going to ask me the same stuff about Penn State, Matt. But uh, Michigan yep. State, why has it been such a struggle since Malik Hall's been injured? Yeah, you are using the word limping figuratively and literally because yep. also, too, in a four-game stretch, you go back to the PK-85, played Alabama, played Oregon, you played Portland. You don't have Jaden Akins on your team as well for those three games. And then there's the fourth game against Notre Dame, didn't play there either. So we're missing two starters right off the bat. But he comes back against Northwestern. Still doesn't go all too well for Michigan State. So what we're missing with Malik Hall is just a good defensive presence. Michigan State has okay. been blitzed in the pick and roll the last four games that he has been gone. And it was made apparent as Northwestern point guard Boo Booey once again had a Hall of Fame performance against the Spartans. And look, would it Hall have been assigned him the whole game? No, but he could have mitigated the damage in the pick and roll game. But yes, that is what you get when you're missing a starter or two starters for three of those games. And just to begin with, like Michigan State isn't even that deep going into the season as well. There's only maybe seven players that are ready to play division one basketball right now so far. So yeah, that's not doing us any favors as well. Any slanting. 
Yeah, I saw there were some walk-ons that were getting some significant minutes, uh, just basically yeah. guys that were deeper on the depth chart or deeper in the rotation, and that's what Michigan State's had to turn to. Uh, what are we finding out about Michigan State? Is that is it Aikens' presence is more important? Is it Hall that's more important? Uh, I, I want you to pick between the two because I know they're they're very valuable, but yeah. which one? It, who would you rather have on the floor if you had to pick? That is a that's a fantastic question. I'm sure if you pulled the fan base, it'd be a 50-50 split right down the okay. middle. But I'm going to go prisoner of the moment right here, and I'm going to say Malik Hall. I, I would have said Jaden Aikens before the Northwestern game. And look, Aikens, he brings a lot to the table. He's the most athletic guy on the court more games than not. He can shoot the three-point ball. He is a multi-level scorer. But wow, did you miss Malik Hall's rebounding his defense? He can also pull it out, shoot the three as well. He has a low post game as well. And well, when you need a quick bucket down low, so far all that you've gotten is, well, A.J. Hogarth, how about you just get to the lane and bowl yourself in there, get a layup. Beyond that, not a lot of easy buckets around the rim, so you're missing that with Malik Hall as well. So I could be changing my answer Wednesday night if this thing goes south for Michigan State or if Akins explodes and has a great game. I'll say, yeah, I told you all on. Akins was the more important player, but right now, Oh, boy, it's hard to watch that Northwestern game and say that uh, it's not Malik Hall at this point with his veteran leadership as well, if I could add that. Yeah, I know that Malik Hall has a, a very diverse inside-outside game, right? Yeah. Um, and because he can do it, he can do both. He's not a one-dimensional player like, oh, he's only really good at this. Oh, he can only really do this well, but it, it helps Michigan State. It's that all-encompassing, he does a little bit of everything. And uh, for Penn State, I think it's I mean, I, I wanted to see the best matchup possible, but I think they're catching Michigan State uh, at the right time to open up Big Ten play. Uh, you know, I'll answer more about the Nittany Lions here in the upcoming segment. But as you know, this is a team that likes to shoot the three ball. They have yep. more than just one three point shooter when it was last season, it was just really miles dread. And that was a miles dread that didn't he wasn't 100 percent with the shoulder and now he's healthy. He's got a supporting cast around him so they can distribute the ball any which way. How's Michigan State in terms of defending the three ball? Pretty solid. You know, you do have athletes around the perimeter that you do feel good about, starting with A.J. Hogard up top, Tyson Walker as well. Shorter guy than A.J. Hogard, but he's got quick hands. Really good at stealing the ball, anticipating plays, all that hubbub. Jaden Aikens also solid as well, although that, that foot I still don't think is 100%, but still – Around the perimeter, you're feeling okay about your defense for Michigan State. But where they've gotten hurt the last two games against Notre Dame and Northwestern is that sometimes the guys are getting a little lost on defense. So some open three-point opportunities. So, yes, as I'm looking at stats, and Penn State is shooting the three-point ball roughly at a 89% clip for you guys seemingly. It's like, oh, okay, we can't be doing that again on Wednesday night of just getting lost in outer space here and just letting you know your guys shoot <laughs> wide open three-pointers so yeah it, it it is good if you're sticking on your guy usually they are but some of the role players that are thrust into starting positions pierre brooks is who i'm talking about uh we, yeah. we just love it if we could stay on our guys here that'd be, that'd be awesome that'd be awesome so while Penn State's great in the backcourt, uh, frontcourt is where they're uh, significantly lacking behind. They just they just don't have the height. And the guys that are big are true freshmen. Uh, one yeah. of them is Keba Jai, who you know, I'm more than happy to answer questions about in a second. But uh, could Michigan State uh, essentially dominate Penn State on the boards? How are they in the front court comparing to the Nittany Lions who are just there? That's just not their game this year. They'll eventually get bigger for the Big Ten, but it's just yeah. not this season. 
That is a, another fantastic question. Man, you should do this professionally over there. Look at you go, because these are just bangers <laughs> don't of we, questions. Don't, don't we do this with Locked On? Isn't that what, we, what we're doing here professionally? You get a paycheck from them? Wow. How about that? Wow. Huh, I got to reach out to someone about that. Uh, anyway. I guess I shouldn't have yeah. said anything. <laughs> well, uh, here we are. I'll, I'll tie up those loose ends after this chat. But look, if you ask me after the Kentucky game about MSU's front court, it's like, huh. We got Mati Sissoko. This guy's absolutely killing it. He hung in with Drew Timmy. He was just neck and neck with Oscar Shibwe in that game as well. Was he better than him? No, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not that much of a slappy, but he played incredible. Ever since then, not so much, though. He's just been kind of mediocre, pedestrian, and that's what we thought we'd get from him going into the season. So it was kind of a correction of sorts. So Mati Sissoko is fine. I just don't think that we could use the word dominant when looking at this matchup, even though it's just two true freshmen, because Michigan State hasn't faced ferocious front courts ever since the Kentucky game, and they're still not getting a lot. Now, what is almost a mirror image of uh, you folks in Happy Valley is that, yeah, we also have two true freshmen playing big man as well. We have Jackson Kohler, former top 60 recruit. It's been a little slow to get him going so far. And then we have another gentleman. He's uh, roughly eight foot nine. Carson Cooper from IMG Academy. The whole plan was to, hey, come on in, Carson. We're going to redshirt you, and then when you're ready, we'll eventually start playing you. Yeah. But when you only have three big men, Zach, you just have to play him. You have Out of necessity, you have to play him. So he's been thrust into some spot minutes here and there, and look, I don't think that they've gone necessarily well, but what can you do? The kid just clearly wasn't ready, and this was never the plan, but now we're starting to see, well, what happens when this is the unit that you have to walk in with? So, no, I, I don't think it'll be a dominant performance. I don't think it'll be a huge advantage for Michigan State. But it, it's not something that I just can throw away completely because, yeah, it, it's nice to fall into another matchup where it is other true freshmen uh, against us. So, hopefully it's a wash. I'll take that. I'll take a wash. We'll see. Yeah, it makes, makes complete sense here. That's kind of what <laughs> – I'm glad – that's – Kind of the matchup I want to look for when it's Penn State is, oh, somebody else who struggles a little bit in the front court. Last question I have, uh, because we're going to turn it over to you and you're going to play detective with my team, is how do they do with pace? How are the Spartans when it comes to really fast pace? I'm not saying that Penn State plays like Mm -hmm. Gonzaga, but they want to play when they want to push up and down the floor. Uh, It's fine for the most part. Fine for the most part, because when you think Michigan State basketball, you also, to a sense, you know, think running up and down the court, decent tempo, getting out on the fast break, all all those great cliches we've known about Tom Izzo basketball over the last 20 plus years. But against Alabama, okay, they they were kind of track meted out there. Alabama, they've got good athletes. And when you have a lottery pick and Brandon Armstrong as well, uh, that's going to hurt things uh, too. But I think it's fine keeping up with teams that play at a little bit of a higher tempo, I just start to worry about what if this keeps bleeding into like late January, early February, are we even conditioned enough with an eight man team to to, do this over and over again? But I think as things stand right now, I I don't think tempo overly bothers this team at all. So, well, which we'll take, we got to take the silver linings when we can. So, yeah. It is a Locked On crossover with Locked On Nittany Lines and Locked On Spartans. I'm Zach Seiko. He's Matt Sheehan. And when we take a break here, we're going to flip sides when we come back on this Locked On crossover. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
It is easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's get back into the Locked On crossover with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. Are you ready for the hot seat, Mr. Zach Seiko? Because yeah, we got to find I out bet. about your team. I'm sorry, not your team. Your six and two Nittany Lions yeah. team. Just overall thoughts on the season. Is six and two where you want it to be? Yes, you have faced three solid opponents rated in the top 100 in Bart Torvik. You went one and two against them. But overall, is this where you want to be, or is this a little better than what you thought going in? I thought this was kind of where they would be. I honestly yeah. thought they'd be undefeated. Um, Gotcha. They could have they could have beaten Clemson in double overtime. They could have beaten Virginia Tech, and that's a Virginia Tech team that is doing very well that's going to end up in the NCAA tournament. And look how closely that they handled them. Uh, it, was all, it was a two-point game on a neutral site. Uh, they yeah. should have beat Clemson in overtime. They had an opportunity. I just don't think they had the – they just didn't give themselves the best shot selection. But uh, had they picked a better shot, they would have won that game on the road. And that's a tough one to do because Clemson is good and they had that home court that night. So uh, yeah. I, I like Penn State coming into this game, especially because they've now had eight days since they haven't played basketball. You might say, OK, well, the rest versus rust debate. Uh, but right. now they they finally get to focus on a team for a long stretch of time. And Tom Izzo's a great coach. Uh, Michigan State's a great program. We all know that. Uh, mm-hmm. And Micah Shrewsbury has brought this up when you ask him about it in press conferences and interviews and says, you know, we haven't had a chance to focus on one of these tougher opponents for a long stretch of time. It's always a back to back like it was at the Charleston Classic or it was a quick turnaround anyway against these tougher opponents. Uh, so like uh, let's take an example here, you know, Virginia Tech coming right off of Furman, right? Furman was already yep. a tough opponent as it was. And then Virginia Tech's better. And you didn't know you were playing them 20 hours before, and now you're going to put a game plan together or at least an official one. But you instead sure. of scouting just two teams, now you have the Spartans and you have them eight days to put the perfect battle plan together. And a good battle plan to face Michigan State would probably be using one of your got 13 fifth-year seniors that Penn State has on the team. I You guys are littered with old experience, but no one more important than Jalen Pickett. What, what is it about him that just makes him great? Uh, just do, do a soliloquy on, on Jalen Pickett, if you don't mind. Well, all right, perfect. Uh, I, I like the comparison <laughs> that they've given him, uh, that the players have compared him to, or I, I forget where I heard this exactly, but they said that he is essentially the same kind of player as watching your uncle play a pickup game of basketball 
uh, at the church league because gotcha. he's so uh, unorthodox with the way that he plays basketball. And I, the, the whole church orthodox that no pun intended there. Uh, I like but, that one though. Nice. Yeah, it was good. I was like, wow, that was good. Um, I did I some, some credit. Um, and it's the way that he's a leader. He's tough. He's not afraid to do anything on the floor. And I think he likes just being able to do it all, whether it's, he's a distributor one night, he's a shooter another night. He's tough going to the basket. Uh, he, you know, causes ruckus on the defensive end and is just, you know, he's like glue. He's going to stick to you. Uh, so with that being said, I think that Jalen Pickett is just a guy that inspires everyone around him to play better basketball. His energy is infectious because he's just not afraid to do the little things. And he's not afraid to do things that he doesn't particularly like. It's not his best skill set, if, if I would say like he's good at so many things. But the things mm -hmm. that he he needs, he does the things he needs to do rather than the things that he wants to do. Uh, and when it starts there with him as your guy that brings up the ball, that basically runs the offense, that runs the floor chemistry, uh, that's that's huge when he's not, you know, your secondary option or he it starts with him and it ends with him. And it has been an unreal performance when it comes to shooting the three-point ball for your Nittany Lions so far this season. Top 20 in the nation at three-point percentage. And look, Jalen Pickett isn't like a lights-out three-point shooter, but he can clearly get things done everywhere else. And everywhere else around him is guys like Seth Lundy, Andrew Funk, Cameron Winter. These are three guys that shoot above 38%. One of those names shoot over 45% so far this season. So yeah. what has gotten them off to a hot start are they good at shot creation off the dribble is it just a lot of picks and opening lanes is it just Pickett being a wizard at finding these guys open on the perimeter or what is to credit for this awesome start shooting so far it's that last part that you mentioned but it's okay. more all all encompassing than that it's the it's the fact that yes Jalen Pickett finds open open men along the arc but it's also the same thing all those other players can do the exact same thing uh, it's gotcha. not so much that they're creating their own shots it's that other players help them create those shots and they're able to get free that's when i brought up when i said you know in the last segment i'm bringing up that oh penn state likes to push the pace no they're not gonzaga no they're not arizona but mm -hmm. they want to run up and down the floor because that's just the strength this year micah shrewsbury has been so good in two seasons just tailoring his philosophy around the players that he has. He's got a lot of great combo guards, so why not use them to your advantage? He's got a lot of great shooters. Last year, you had to rely on defense and, and smart offense by taking the shot clock all the way down. This year, you can use those athletes that you have and run the floor. You don't have to be as conscious of, well, we, we got to make sure we stop them on defense because we don't know if we can put up 55. That's not the case this year. It's can you match our scoring with 75, 80 a pop a night? And that's like yeah. on the lower end. So uh, for Penn State, the biggest key is getting open for the threes by – other people creating shots and it's just the vision that people have it's the uh the discipline to be unselfish with the basketball as well i can't think of a single player on that team it's like man you know that guy's a ball hog like everyone sure. uh, is fine with doing what they need to do just to create an open shot for a teammate i think people would rather get the assist than make the basket what it feels like sometimes and it looks safe to say excuse me, strong start for Penn State this season. Yeah. Um, but with that said, like, what worries you the most about your team? Is there still something that just doesn't sit right with you that gets you a little nervous for this matchup coming up tonight? 
I don't know about this matchup particularly because, I mean, Michigan State's just a well-coached team, uh, but it's never a case of, well, well Micah, Micah Shrewsbury can run circles around any other lackluster coaching uh, yeah. in, in college basketball. Like Micah Shrewsbury is one of the best. His staff is one of the best. So anytime him and Tom Izzo go head to head, I don't worry about it. It's just like, who's going to make that last move that ultimately wins the chess match. Um, but Micah Shrewsbury, the reason Penn state won a lot of games last year was because of how good of a coach he was uh, and was able to create so much just from the bench. Uh, as far as what I'm concerned about this Penn state team over the long haul, it's the, it's the front court. It, it has to be because their big man, yeah. their big man right now is a six <laughs> foot seven Caleb Dorsey and great athlete. He's perfect for this group because he can run up and down the floor with them. If they had a John Hera, and this isn't to take a shot at John Hera, but mm -hmm. he didn't have the speed to do this kind of thing. And it, it would have been exhausting for him to run up and down the floor constantly, uh, even though he would have been the biggest man on this team. Uh, the, so the second part of that is Keba Jai. Is Keba Jai going to be able to learn quick enough so that he can be a guy they rely on in the Big Ten tournament? And I think that Penn State can ultimately break through and be that eighth team out of the big 10 to make the NCAA tournament. Maybe that's me being a homer, but I think they have that potential is Keba Jai. Keba Jai needs to be the X factor because you're not going to get anywhere in the big 10 tournament and definitely not the NCAA tournament. If you don't have Keba Jai as your six foot 10, six foot 11 guy, if he's not ready to carry on that responsibility, they're slowly easing him into the game plan. But he and he doesn't need to be a focal point this year, but he's got to grow up real fast in year one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, we know that all too well for front men or, or, or sorry, front court big men uh, that are freshmen. So with that said, um, hey, look, the, the Vegas line comes out Penn State by four uh, favored for yeah. the first time at home against Michigan State since 1997. Wow. Kyle Austin of MLive.com brought up on Twitter earlier today. And Bart Torvik has this as a 69 to 64 not so nice Penn State victory in my end of the world, but that's probably, you know, uh, very delightful to hear on your yeah. side. Surprised about that? Or is that kind of where you have your prediction as well as we round out this year's show? Uh, I actually had it 70 to 68 when even before the spread okay. came out. And I'm just going to stay with that because that's more of a gut pick than anything else. It's not looking at the numbers. Um, mm -hmm. It's just Michigan State is still a Big Ten team and they're still very well coached. And now that they've had a couple of these games under their belt where it's like, man, we really got to adjust here without Malik Hall and getting Akins back into the lineup uh, in full force. That's why I think that now that they've had time to adjust, it's not going to be a, you know, oh, Notre Dame won from start to finish mm -hmm. uh, as much as I would like to see Penn State do that on the home court I just think that Izzo's too good of a coach to let this happen multiple times uh, now that we've seen it against Notre Dame and Northwestern but home court matters uh the fact that Penn State like I said had the eight days to prepare for this game and Notre yep. uh, and excuse me Michigan State is coming off that recent game against Northwestern I actually think that helps as well uh, Michigan State's just going to be competitive so even though it's going to be 70 to 68 in my book uh, Penn State will it'll look a little more decisive than the score leads on let's just say that I don't hate that. And I actually got two guesses. Uh, how you like that? I'm just going to cheat completely at this. Either Michigan State sure. wins 65 64, grinds one out, you know, gets a really gritty road Big Ten win. Or, yeah, they just get ran out 76 to 58. Uh, stay okay. tuned tonight to see which one of those is going to yeah. be correct. <laughs> so it, this could go one way or another. Uh, regardless, uh, one of us is going to have a lot of fun, though. Um, yeah, this is a good way to end it. Let's, hey, let's just make sure the winning team has. As much fun as humanly yeah. possible while watching them. So 
Zach, can't thank you enough, man. This is uh, this has been great, and I know a lot more about the Nittany Lions now than I did before we hit this recording button here. Yeah, same thing with the Spartans. We've had the conversation over the past few days previewing it here in our hometown, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a good game nevertheless. I always enjoy yeah. doing these crossovers. It'll be hectic. So, yeah, gang, you know where to find us over there. Zach Seiko, Locked on Nittany Lions. Over here, Matt Sheehan, Locked on Spartans. Uh, commiserate with us if there's a loss or celebrate with us if there's a victory on whatever podcast you desire. Let's go. Let's have a great day. Woo! episode of Locked on Nittany Lions is sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. So yeah, the crossover's finished. And I always joy, enjoy doing that with Matt uh, and Penn State. It's, it also helps when Penn State football comes out on top, so it makes the crossover even better. Uh, but hopefully Penn State men's basketball comes out on top as well against the Spartans, who are a little hobbled going into this one tonight uh, when this is posted. So uh, Penn State football now, that is going to be the final segment. Normally it's football, 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 and then we get to basketball or we get to wrestling. Uh, but this time it's going to be basketball, and then we go to football. How about that one? Uh, but Penn State football is active in the transfer portal once again. At the time of this recording, Penn State has now seven official offers to guys in the transfer portal, and one of those is another wide receiver. And it is the third one, as a matter of fact. They've already offered Dante Cephas of Kent State and Jimmy Horn Jr. of South Florida. This one is Dorian Singer from the Arizona Wildcats. He put his name into the transfer portal. Stands at six foot one. He weighs in at 185 pounds. Penn State's still looking for that X wide receiver to potentially replace Mitchell Tinsley, who because of the injury to Parker Washington has had to move to the slot himself. So he's not even at his natural position, but he's so good at just being a wide receiver that Penn State's like, we can move him over to a completely different position. Yeah, not all way. If you've checked out some of the other episodes, I've explained that, that in Penn State's offense, not all wide receiver positions are equal. The Z, the Y, and the X are very different positions. Besides the point, but Penn State is looking for a bona fide X receiver and Maybe this is Dorian Singer. Maybe uh, he's originally from Minnesota, but he, he played high school in paid high school football in Arizona, and he was named All State. But he was actually unranked coming out of high school, and then was in the class of 2021 as a preferred walk on, and went to Arizona, and he burst onto the scene, and, and I mean burst. Uh, he earned a scholarship going into the 2022 season, and then turned that into 66 receptions and 1,105 yards and six touchdowns just this year. That's 16.7 yards per catch. He was he was tied for the Pac-12 lead with five receptions of at least 40 yards and 11 for at least 30. So this guy is really good at turning some big plays, and we know how Penn State and James Franklin like to win the big play battle against their opponents. And he also led the Pac-12 with 21 receptions of at least 20 yards or more. And what is defined as a big play by Penn State? Actually, that's something I didn't know and had to double check about. Uh, Penn State defines a big play as 20 yards. So there you go. Dorian Singer does just that. 
And as you can imagine, there are a lot of other schools that are after Dorian Singer. Uh, can you guess the one? Yes, it is Deion Sanders in Colorado. They have offered. Uh, so too has Miami, Arizona State, Utah, and I fully expect a host of other schools to be in on the Dorian Singer sweepstakes. But that's why Penn State's offering multiple receivers to see if they can find the right fit. Uh, and it'll be a matter of when he makes his decision. But Deion Sanders in Colorado are going to be the uh, biggest head-to-head -head rival when it comes to not only recruiting, but the transfer portal as well, especially, I think, the transfer portal because Deion Sanders wants to completely flip that program over. Uh, and Penn State's still looking for that X receiver. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley is graduating, and Parker Washington is the Y. He's the slot. That is why they went and got a receiver last year because – everyone told me, okay, with Jahan Dotson leaving, Parker Washington's just going to step up as that number one wide receiver. Well, yes, in terms of talent, Parker Washington was the best wide receiver in this group, but in terms of game plan, Parker Washington's the two, sometimes even the three. That's just how talented he is because in Mike Yersich's offense, the X wide receiver is the number one guy. He runs the option routes. He is the first read by the quarterback uh, more often than not, let's just say that. That's not the entire playbook to just focus on the X wide receiver, but they run those double routes. So Mitchell Tinsley and Jahan Dotson have the hardest task out on the football field because they got to read the coverage in real time and make a decision. Okay, am I going to cut one way or am I going to go the other way? And then Sean Clifford has to be in sync with that receiver and basically see the same thing. So this is a little bit of a tangent, but I feel it's important to hash out again for some people because... I've heard, well, Sean Clifford's just accurate. How could he miss that wide receiver? It, it, it's not that Sean Clifford's just completely inaccurate. It's that he thought the receiver was going one way and he ended up breaking the other way. And that's why you have some errant passes. And it's like, well, whose fault was that? Was it Sean Clifford saw one thing and the other guy saw the other thing? Nevertheless, but I wanted to give that explanation as far as what does the X receiver do and why it's such an important position. Again, not all receivers are equal in this Penn State offense. Uh, so that's the latest transfer portal update. More will obviously come. I imagine that some other Nittany Lions will be in there and some other players will be offered by Penn State too. And National Signing Day is not too far away. We're here uh, early December, middle of December is when that rolls around uh, and Penn state's got to sign a stellar class of 2023. And they're looking to add a couple other prospects uh, to go along with that as they stand uh, just outside of the top 10 and they want to get back into that spot. I mean, Penn state had a great start to the class of 2023, but it's been scaled back a little bit now that some other schools have caught up uh, the superlatives. Penn State football has quite a few players that have received some off-season recognition. The All-Big Ten teams were released, even though I have a whole episode devoted to it, a segment that talks about how Penn State was slighted. Go check that one out. Uh, but Penn State football players are getting some respect here as of late. Joey Porter Jr. was named to the second-team All-America team by CBS Sports and 24-7 Sports. Uh, Devin Witherspoon of Illinois and Clark Phillips III out of Utah we're on the first team. Uh, Devin Witherspoon Jr. was uh, from Illinois. And Phillips, that's actually really interesting to see since Penn State's playing Utah in the Rose Bowl. So Penn State's got to go up against that cornerback. And Phillips had 24 tackles. Okay, that might sound a little, little pedestrian, but this is where he makes his plays, and it's in the passing game. Leads the country with six interceptions. Excuse me, second most in the country with six interceptions and had five pass breakups. So... 
Uh, 11 passes defended total, and six of them were interceptions. That was tied for the first place in Pac-12 play and then second overall in the country. So uh, this guy, know he's a playmaker on defense, even though if you look back at it, I know I'm teasing a lot of previous episodes, but it's important to watch them for some context here. Uh, Utah is good at taking the football away. However, that pass defense isn't exactly that stellar. Uh, if I say they they give up a lot of yardage, but it's more of a bend, don't break type of thing. So we're going to see Phillips the third on full display come January 2nd next year. Uh, on that second team with Joey Porter Jr., Emmanuel Forbes, he's a junior out of Mississippi State. And then how about the freshman? Penn State running back Nicholas Singleton and Abdul Carter have been named on the All-America team. This is just one team, the first team from on three. On three had the true freshman all-America team and Nicholas Singleton makes it as one of the running backs and Abdul Carter makes it as one of the linebackers. Uh, really no surprises there. And I think they got it right. Uh, now on college football news, they released their all-America team. Carter was first team defense, ah, but Nicholas Singleton, second team offense, uh, Quinshawn Judkins of Ole Miss and Richard Reese of Baylor were named to the first team by college football news. So Nicholas Singleton and Abdul Carter getting some recognition and they got Carter right. And honestly, on three nearly named Abdul Carter as their defensive player of the year for true freshman. Uh, it was close, but uh, no cigar here. Katron Allen did get an honorable mention by college football news. And uh, look, I when you look at the statistics, I know that Nicholas Singleton had all the big plays. And, and that's what everyone loves to see, the 70, the 80-yard touchdowns, the breakaway speed. But Katron Allen, the fact that he's you know honorable mention or just barely made the cut, uh, he, he was right there with Nicholas Singleton. Touchdowns, he was right behind him in terms of rushing yards. He was able to do it out of the backfield in the passing game. Like, these two are pretty even. And so it's strange to me to see Nicholas Singleton get, you know, first team, first team, second team, and then... Katron Allen just getting honorable mentions when these time when these guys are pretty close in terms of statistics and they're it's just because they're utilized different ways and I know not all of these media writers can get around to watching Penn State football I get that uh, but it, look, if you look closely at the stats right Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen are right next to each other so I find it kind of odd that Singleton's you know a couple teams ahead and Katron Allen's an honorable mention, maybe a third team at best. That's going to do it for me on this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for everyone that has already subscribed already to the YouTube. If you haven't already, please check out the YouTube page. Leave a like on this video, share it with your friends and family, and subscribe. You can hit the bell to turn on notifications so that you get new episodes when a video is posted. You get that notification, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.